1: Welcome into the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app or on Dash Radio. If you don't have the Dash Radio app, make sure you download it for free on your phone. Search for Nothing But Net. We are on the Nothing But Net channel every day, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Also, check out my new show on OnSideRadio.com during that exact same hour if you want more than just heat conversation, although I do believe that one of the hosts of this particular program will be my guest uh, tomorrow. So you can get a little bit more of him there. Also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network that allow you to, us to keep producing all this content uh, all over the internet, whether it's the website, the podcast or anything else. And one of them is better pay. You can check them out at BTR That's BTR pay.com. The phone number is nine five, four, nine, five, three, eight, eight, Nine five. Now, what is this for? If you need a business loan and your business has been around for at least about six to twelve months, you may be eligible for a loan from Better Pay. All you're going to need are a few documents, including your driver's license, a few months of account statements, and you can get funded in as quickly as twenty four to forty eight hours. Better Pay does a soft credit pull, so it will not impact your credit score, and it is absolutely. Free to apply with no collateral required. You can request up to $500,000 for new hire and payroll, moving and remodeling, equipment and inventory, bills and utility, and marketing. You can do all of this at btrpay.com. And if you mention five reasons, $100 of your loan will be forgiven. And now, today's episode. One, two, from the floor.
2: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sidney, Alex Toledo, and Greg Silvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network.
1: All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. We're kind of mixing in these update episodes with trade season now open. Free agency about to open on Friday. With our draft episodes, you may get one one day, one the next. Today, I've got Greg Sylvander, I've got Alf on Sydney, and because Alf is here, you know we're not going to do draft, right, Greg? We we made a a decision about this.
0: I mean, I think that uh, it's really in the best interest of Alf, right? We're looking out for him. No, I think a lot of people enjoyed my draft coverage. To be honest with you, so. this is true. Who, who were
1: they those down- people? Name them.
0: Um, uh, there was I like, don't one know guy the, from the Twitter. Down- the downloads say that they that they did like it but um you know the deep deep dive is also appreciated i think it's a different is it a different fan that tunes into each one of those (laughs) there's a
3: lot of people who are adding me about precious so people listened
1: a lot of people did listen i will say as far as the deep dive goes i left what you and and alex to your own devices uh for what i thought would be an hour and you guys somehow did an hour and six minutes for a draft episode which is Amazing. When I'm angry at alpha about anything, I'm going to force him to actually listen to it, but let's get to today's, <laughs> let's get to today's floor plan. Uh, Cause we're, we're going to talk about more big picture stuff and also transactional. We're coming to you on a day that, I mean, still a top five point guard in the league, still a top 20 player in the league. In my opinion, Chris Paul uh, was traded again. One year after he was traded away from Houston to Oklahoma city had a pretty miraculous season, Uh, all together with the Thunder, but it was pretty clear he wasn't going to stay. They're accumulating draft picks in OKC. So he's traded to Phoenix, and no, Devin Booker isn't going anywhere. He's there with Chris Paul uh, for a package that starts with Kelly Oubre and and has some picks and and some other players as filler. Uh, Greg, let's start with you here. What did you think of that? And in the context of the Heat, how is it meaningful?
0: I mean, I thought it's a great deal for Phoenix. They definitely need to do something to – convince Devin Booker to stick around and Chris Paul is a great piece to do that. I mean, they gave up Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome um, and a 2022 first round pick. Uh, But essentially, that's a huge upgrade for them um, because of the way that they're going to structure the timing of the trade. It appears as if they're going to remain above the cap. So they're going to be able to do some things in retaining guys like Aaron Baines. And then they have their mid-level that uh, we started to even hear whispers that maybe Gallinari would follow Chris Paul out to Phoenix and that he would that that would be another team that would be in the mix for for Danilo Gallinari. So, um I, I think it's a it's a slam dunk for Phoenix, but we also know Phoenix tends to mess this stuff up. So, um so we'll see what happens, but for you know, from the Heat's perspective, I think it did two things. One it made another suitor uh, in the mix for Gallinari. And two, there may be guys on Oklahoma City that need to get rerouted that potentially if Miami starts to strike out on free agents, they could circle back to OKC and see if they could you know, get a veteran cheap via trade.
1: Well, Alf, there's one other piece to this, though, which is that we've talked a lot about what Milwaukee's going to have to do to retain Giannis. And the one name that was circulating out there is the guy they might have to get would be Chris Paul. Now, I know... That Drew Holiday's still potentially in the mix there. Oladipo is potentially still in the mix there, but if you didn't have the assets to get Chris Paul with that contract, do you have necessarily the assets to bring in another player like a Drew Holiday?
3: Yeah, I think for me that was the biggest takeaway from today. It was it was almost like the Bucks not getting anybody, uh, getting a point guard especially, um, and getting that point guard was almost a big transaction for the Miami Heat because the perfect player that would have fit into into the into the bucks next to Giannis was going to be Chris Paul and if that move happened I really think you would have big doubts about whether the heat are even an eastern conference finals team next year when you talk about uh the Brooklyn Nets getting Kyrie back and you know there's other there's other rumors out there so for me the biggest the biggest takeaway it was a heat win for uh Chris Paul to stay on the west coast and to stay away from either philly or milwaukee um as a fan of chris paul's game uh, i don't i didn't like this, the trade because as much as i think it's going to be a fun team to watch i do want to see him go to a contender uh, i want to see him win a title before he retires and that's not happening in phoenix so as a fan of the game to me like it it's not it wasn't it was kind of a letdown because i want to see chris paul go somewhere where he can make a big impact and he'll make a big impact in Phoenix, but not a championship impact. But as a heat fan, it was actually a really good day.
1: You know, I'm looking at the East and the West too. And I mean, the balance of power again, like I felt like we were going out of this rut, but most of what you're hearing about, about where players are going to go. I, I think a lot of them are going to go East to West. Chris Paul stays out West. We thought maybe he might come East. We, we thought potentially Devin Booker might get moved East at some point, but if, if they're going to, you know, surround him with Chris Paul. They're certainly going to give that a year to make it work. Uh, Greg, I, I want to go to a couple of other uh, things today. Adam Borey's had the reports about Harden, and now the national media is now adding other teams that, that Adam had on the list, um, Philadelphia to Brooklyn, in terms of places that, that Harden might go. Uh, was there anything else that, that struck you today just about sort of moves that may be in the works or, or maybe that haven't happened yet?
0: Well, I think that it, it was interesting to see I know it was a little anticlimactic that you only have the one deal that that really happened um, that was a big blockbuster type move. But people have to remember this wasn't the trade deadline. It was just the moratorium was lifted. You expected that they kind of probably had a few more things in the works and it didn't materialize yet. But I think you're going to see stuff speed up as the draft gets closer. Um, some of the things that uh, that that we've heard about is Drew Holiday potentially. Um, it looks like New Orleans is really intent on making sure he goes east. Uh, when you talk about uh, you know players shifting from coast to coast, they're looking to get him into the Eastern Conference. So uh, we've heard some speculation that Boston may be a team that's interested there, potentially with. Um, You know, maybe a team that would facilitate via you know a third a three team deal. So so that was something that jumped off the page Uh, from the perspective of Miami. uh, The the biggest takeaway today was we started to hear some some whispers related to the draft and Miami potentially looking to move down and acquire a second round pick. So I thought that that was another interesting wrinkle that came out of today.
1: Yeah, and Alpha, you know, the other thing that that I have heard from agents and others i've talked around the league is that as we start to see stars team up again because we went through this period where you had the super team builds and it was down to okay last year basically we went into the year saying nobody has three elite guys there there are teams with two a lot of teams with two but not with three you know now we're seeing we're seeing i think we're going to see more consolidation of stars guys wanting to play together and again, I asked the same question I asked on a previous pod. If that's the case, if we see Harden go to, you know, Philadelphia per se or to Brooklyn, okay, does it expedite the Heat's timetable here? I don't know,
3: right? It, it, because it might, you know, it might tell you, oh, you, you know, if you don't, if you can't land that big hitter, that, you know, that knockout punch, maybe take it easy for a year. Just resign your guys and, if you're not going to land the kind of guy that's going to help you compete with a super team, like let's say Harden goes to Brooklyn, do you make a, do you know, do you make a big move for a guy like Gallinari, where it's not necessarily going to move the needle and put you over the top, kind of just stand firm and just kind of, you know, play that 2021 game they've been playing. And we still don't know what's going on with Bam and his extension. There's a lot of moving pieces to it. You know, you look at it, I think, I think the Heat are just still in a really good spot, right? They have a They have a. There's a. There's. There's a lot of things that are still up in the air right now, and I think they're kind of just buying their time, waiting to see what happens. I think. I, I know we've we've talked a lot about that they're in the the market. They're talking to a lot of teams, but they they have the ability to kind of see where the chips fall before they make a move.
0: Well, and and it's eight. It's 8.47 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Woj just tweeted that uh, James Harden is focused on a trade singularly to the Brooklyn Nets um, and that he turned down a $50 million extension, uh, $50 million per year. So it's looking like, to your point, Alf, it, a super team is coming to the East, and it'll just be interesting to see if Miami starts to explore the Drew Holiday stuff or exactly which way they pivot now.
1: I, Alf, I think Al's point is a good one, though, because I think the assumption would be for most people, okay, you got to go for it now. But you're right. If, if you think that you're not in position to compete with one or two of these teams that really emerges – then maybe you do cycle it back until you're like, okay, at that point, I'll have enough ammo. And of course, that point is 2021, as long as they don't do anything to complicate it first.
3: Yeah, and that's so that's that's what I'm saying. That's it's hard to say. What should Heat do when there's a guy like James Harden who could shift the entire power? I mean, first of all, KD and Kyrie coming back is it makes the East look a lot different than it did just a few months ago, right? And then you right. talk about James Harden coming to Brooklyn. It, it, you know, it kind of makes you rethink like how teams in the East did for years. And I know Miami is not one of these teams that's going to tank or anything like that. But the fact that the big three were in Miami made you think differently about what kind of transactions you, you were going to make as an Eastern Conference team. James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn, I think changes some of the thinking in Miami right? I still think they're always going to go for it, but I think there are some things where you you probably look at and say, you know, some of these pieces that are available, available to me are going to put me to over the top. I need to hold, you know, whatever bullets I have you know, in my arsenal, I can get that whale. That's going to really, really, really put us over the top.
0: Miami shouldn't feel so bad. It should be more Milwaukee and Giannis that is starting to feel like there is a window that's closing in Milwaukee. So, you know, for, for all that we talk about the heat getting to the finals, the pressures on Milwaukee to retain Giannis and this, uh, three star, you know, teaming up in Brooklyn is not trending.
2: Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
3: In the right direction for them. I mean, it's got to be just a good sign for the heat. Right, that, that uh, Giannis is probably looking around like I can't compete with big market teams in Milwaukee. Uh, I'm I can't get anybody to come play here. Um, I need to go make a big three of my own, and is that going to be with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo?
1: Well, I, I love hearing you say that, Alf, because this is all the stuff I was talking about months ago about how at some point Giannis was going to come to this conclusion, and part of the reason he would come to this conclusion is there are there there are markets that even if the team is not great and the nets have not been consistently great by any measure, even if the team is not great, the market is big enough that you can get two or three stars to go there and to pay them and to pay into the luxury tax and do all those other kinds of things. Brooklyn has shown
0: they're willing to pay into the tax. Milwaukee has not shown that, right, Greg? No, and, and I mean, you're, you're starting to see um, Robin Lopez declined a $5 million player option that nobody thought he was going to decline today. And essentially what that did was enable Milwaukee to now be able to spend their mid-level. So you start to think maybe they did a wink-wink deal with Robin Lopez to opt out or, or not you know, take that player option so that they could spend the mid-level exception and have another weapon at their disposal. But a mid-level player is not going to solve the trio that's being formed in Brooklyn. And, and quite frankly, I mean uh, even Miami is presently constructed with, with, you know, the improvements that they may have. I don't know that Milwaukee could feel hundred percent confident in that matchup. So um, so it's an interesting situation that uh, you know, but it's just so early. I think that that we should all acknowledge that part of this too, is that it's only day one as the draft gets closer, you're going to start to hear different names, but with guys like what Russell Westbrook, Brooke now in flux um you know he's a, he's a second team all nba player i know a lot of guys don't like his game but there's gonna start to be names that i think these teams that are trying to compete for the east are going to be checking in on more than ever well and i
1: want to discuss something related to the west and phoenix and kind of how that may affect other west teams uh we come back here on five on the floor before we do we'll talk about another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network and that's my bookie you can find them at my bookie AG. I've used a lot of these betting platforms. Um, this one to me is the easiest to follow. It has the most options. It has the most things that you can bet on, uh, whether it's NFL action, of course, college ball. Um, and of course, when the NBA, NHL, MLB come back, uh, they'll be on top of it as well. They even have all the election bets and the live betting. So make sure that you check out MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code 5 on the floor. That's 5 on the floor to halfway match your deposit. If you put in 200, they'll spot you another $100 to play with. So go to mybookie.ag, the code five on the floor. All right, I mentioned the Western Conference. Now, somebody tweeted, and again, I, I hate saying somebody tweeted, but I'm not sure exactly who it was, that there are 15 teams in the West that could be the eight seed in the East, <laughs> how they're currently constituted. We obviously understand that the next week and change is going to change a lot of that. But when you look at that, do you think there's a chance because it occurs to me if you're Sacramento, right? And you thought, OK, we're, we're on the brink of getting into the playoffs in the West. Like we had an opportunity last year before we fell off. We've got a young team. Maybe we can get there. And now you're seeing a Phoenix team, which before they went in the bubble was considered to be below Sacramento, which just adds a Chris Paul. And I'm just wondering, are we going to start to see some teams in the West do kind of what OKC is doing now and just say, you know what? We're giving in here's the P- De'Aaron Fox. We'll listen.
0: Yeah, no, you're onto something. And that's like with Oklahoma City, like they they took in so many guys in that deal today, combined with the players they already have on their roster. They just can't even keep them all. It just doesn't even make sense. They don't have the roster space. So you could see a Kelly Oubre get rerouted elsewhere for a draft pick. And and he had a great season in Phoenix last year, or whether it's Steven Adams, who's an expiring contract in Oklahoma City as well. So um, I think that you could see a lot of teams look in that direction. Cause the other team that's on the horizon is golden state. Uh, you know, who's also adding a draft pick and can do some stuff as well. So um, it, it does, you, you feel like the player pool league wide is about to open up a lot more for the buyers.
1: And, and the other thing I heard, and, and I'll go to you on this. Uh, you know, I, I did hear, and I don't think I could fully really completed this thought before the break that there are players around the NBA on one star type players that the agents believe are going to start all asking out because they're going to see the league consolidating and feel they can't compete where they're at. Uh, so I'll raise this question. Cause I know that's what a lot of people tuned in us tonight for, and we haven't mentioned him yet. What is Bradley Beal's significant other doing on Twitter? Um, and is any of this smoke real Greg? And I'll go to Alf on it, too. Either of you guys.
3: Well, I don't know. I I've, I think I've been off Twitter too much because I don't know anything about the significant other stuff. I mean, late oh, fill she, me in what's the what, what's the uh, uh, what's the juice?
0: I believe his wife tweeted something about wanting to be on a beach as soon as possible or something like that. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. But, you know, there's some pretty beautiful beaches not far from the AAA. Um, but definitely not right outside the AAA because it's not on South Beach. Let's not forget <laughs> that. Um, but no, I mean, I think it's a valid question that a guy like Bradley Bio, I mean, truthfully, like if you're talking about a barren wasteland, being on the Washington Wizards while these teams are being formed all around the league has got to be an empty feeling. So you would think that he uh, would start to look around. I mean, we've quietly kind of heard whispers that he's starting to nudge in that direction. Um, I think Victor Oladipo is a guy that it's gotten quiet about. About all of a sudden, and you're going to see him probably in talks as well. So, uh, it's going to make for an interesting couple weeks. I mean, do you guys
3: think the what we've been talking about a lot here the Galinari, uh, Wes Matthews, Paul Millsap? If if James Harden goes to Brooklyn, I mean, if the, you're the Heat, do you abandon that plan or do you just say, well, this is you know what, push it to 2021? I mean, how does Harden in Brooklyn affect? what the heat are trying to do.
1: Well, Alpha, the heat have always tried to, I mean, they've always looked at their opponents in a sense. And although obviously Spolscher was an innovator, they also kind of know the types of players they might need to beat a team in front of them, like for instance, or even alongside them, like during the big three years, you know, the Chris Anderson acquisition was basically made because they were having trouble with Roy Hibbert and obviously with Indiana's bigs. I mean, that was, that was a big part of that. And and Anderson was big in that series. So I, I, I think that, you know they're going to look obviously at everything. Everything else that's happening, and if you if you have, uh, you know Durant and Harden and Kyrie together, you may have to look at a team. Do we have a team to not only compete with them offensively, but do we have the right team to defend them? I mean they they looked at the Bucks that way. You know we, we need more guys to defend Giannis. So Greg, that's what I think. I, I don't know if necessarily this necessitates, necessitates a panic move for the Heat. But I do think if you're looking at it, you're like, okay, they just got an elite, elite two guard. We may need one too. Maybe you pull the trigger on something for Bradley Beal that you might otherwise not.
0: Yeah, I, it's going to be a balance between waiting for 2021 because I think that the Giannis situation is just continuing. You continue to monitor that because if you have Giannis, Bam, and Jimmy, you feel like you can make that work in ways that even that big three in Brooklyn, you could you can beat that team. But um, you know when you talk about trying to just fill spots to to match up maybe for a season. That was why immediately when the James Harden stuff got really loud today, I I, I heard that Miami checked in on P.J. Tucker, who's on a one-year, pretty modest $7.9 million deal in Houston. Um, and if they're looking to kind of tear it down, that would be somebody that Miami would be interested in. And when you think about defending some of the guys that they have to defend, it makes some sense. So I think the Gallinari stuff offensively still would be in play. And obviously Wes Matthews is the kind of 3 and D wing that you'd want, but they will start looking around the league for other fits because it just might not be time to, you know, sacrifice hero and Duncan Robinson for Bradley Beal. When if you just wait a bit, you may have Giannis.
1: I'll, if I'll let you close here. He mentioned Millsap. Um, you know, we, we've obviously you know, talked a lot about his interest in the heat and there's some interest from the heat to him for sure, but that's, it's not something that's, that's, you know, may necessarily be closed up. Uh, but when you look at the, you weren't on the pot. I don't think to talk about those possibilities. Uh, Greg and I went through them. If they came out of this offseason by basically re-signing, say, Dragic and Crowder, uh, letting DJJ go, letting Myers walk, since that's likely what's going to happen, and then coming out somehow with Gallinari, Matthews, and Millsap, to you, is that a good offseason?
3: Yeah, I think that's a hugely solid offseason. And I know that Heat fans aren't going to be – I mean, there's going to be some Heat fans that are realistic that are going to be happy with that result. And there's going to be the ones that are super pissed with it because – they just think that this is 2K and that why didn't you get Bradley Beal? I mean, I'm sure they tried, right? Or why didn't you get Giannis? Uh, maybe because Milwaukee didn't want to let him go. Uh, you know, there's you know, he, they, there's Heat fans out there that think Bradley Beal can be had for none Olenek and a, a, a first-round pick, you know? So it, you got to have to ignore the noise of some of the fans out there who get upset. That is a solid offseason. You're bringing in three veterans who can all still play, on a team that has a ton of youth and shooting and was in the finals last year. So you, if you lose, let's say you lose Kelly Olenek uh, because you need to make the space. I don't know how the salary cap works when it comes to that. You lose Myers Leonard, you lose Derrick Jones, Jr. You're losing three guys that barely played in the finals or didn't play at all. Right. You're keeping your core intact and you're adding guys that can play. So it's almost like the, the, the trade, the mid season trade where people were complaining about giving up on justice Winslow for three guys that could actually give you minutes. Like it's, it's, you know, it was, the complaints were dumb then and the complaints will be dumb in this off season. If the heat are able to pull off those three moves, like those are, those are rock solid moves for a finals team. And we got to remember this was a finals team last year.
1: And also got to remember that I, that Riley in the end is always going to push towards experience. And if he's, he identifies two or three guys who can, add additional experience to a young group i mean what, what is still a very young team uh, other than obviously you know jimmy and then Udani's coming back we should certainly mention that and then uh, and and Goran, that this is this is a relatively young team and so to have to if you were able to bring in a matthews a Millsap, you know i think that riley views those as kind of those pieces that push you over the edge kind of like a bob mcadoo piece uh, when he was with the Lakers. All right, thanks to Alf. Thanks to Greg. Uh, check both of them out on Twitter, of course, Alf954, at Greg Sylvander. The draft series will continue as well. Also, streaming show Wednesday night, Alf. You ready? Got the Biscayne Bay brew?
3: Yeah, I'm going to have to I'm gonna brush up on um, all these pronunciations. It's Precious Ashokwa. Yes. Did That's I say excellent. it right the first time? Yes. Okay. Boom. All right, yes, I'm ready. Let's go.
1: All
0: right, so we're going to we'll start now
1: we're going to alf's going to have to announce every player three times uh and only the first time do you actually get to look at the name the other four you just got to memorize top of your head we want to see how you do that so check that out wednesday night uh again and then uh friday night i'm being talked into a stream for free agency i don't know how long that one will go but go to the five reasons youtube channel and subscribe
2: thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five reasons sports network one,
1: two, three, four, five On the floor